Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, is the man that spontaneously started singing the Law and Order theme with me almost four <laughs> years ago. Dave Burles, Berlin. Word. Man, has it been that long, Doc? It's been that long, you know? You know really? what? I mean, Jeez. when that happened on this very show, I was like, you know what? I can trust this turkey. Hey, man. This guy's yeah, all right. This, this is meant to be. This guy, <laughs> this guy, this guy knows where it's at because this tune is jazzy. That's a fact. And that's what I said. This tune is yes. jazzy. Uh, man, Dave, back in the old studio, good times. Uh, old, old back in the day, man. We have, God, we have, I mean, it gained at least. We have grown. <laughs> we have gained at least two or three listeners. I mean, at least. Yeah, a handful, maybe. I mean, at least. I, I mean, I don't think we could get a normal reservation for all of our listeners at a restaurant. I don't think we could no. do that. No. That's wow. right. Not uh, with COVID restrictions. Dave, even though it was major international news this past week, I'm guessing, and I'm guessing the listeners are with me on this, I'm guessing you didn't see it. Hmm. No, no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> oh, come on! Yeah, uh, uh, um, I'll give you a hint. It's in between Egypt and Israel. Something big happened there. Did you see anything in between those two areas? No. Okay. You no, know I didn't. I'm about to learn about it here. Okay, good, good, good. Well, uh, it brought attention to something that I don't think a lot of our listeners usually focus on on their day-to-day, -day, and that is the Suez Canal. Say what? The mm. Suez Canal, yes. So I'm mm -hmm. sure the mm -hmm. listeners that do uh, follow international news, they are well aware, mm -hmm. on March 23rd, the ever-given container ship. This is a huge oh, ship. Oh, that's where that thing is from? That, that's, oh. so. Well, that it's not from there. That's where it got stuck. That's um, where it got blocked. It's like crooked. Yes. It's just catty-cornered. Exactly. So it's a 400-meter-long ship. Think about Jeez. that. 400 meters. It's as long mm -hmm. as a track. That's a long yeah. boat. Yes! That's that long. Is. Now, it was cruising down the Suez Canal when all of a sudden, like you said, it lodged itself stuck like a Twix bar refusing to fall down in a vending machine across the canal. It just, <laughs> dunk, right there. And now I check this out. The most narrow point in the Suez Canal, 200 meters wide. 200 meters yeah. wide. Now, it's pretty obvious why a 400-meter ship could get stuck in a 200-meter wide canal. That's a fact. Uh, Very. Now, good news, right? Uh, the, the ship did become unstuck, but... Uh, let's let's review here. Uh, when the news of the cargo ship getting stuck came out, the operators uh -huh. of the Ever Given said that the vessel ran aground because of high winds. Mm. That's what they said happened. Mm -hmm. Now, however, yeah. though, shipping experts, when they started talking to shipping experts, they said, eh, human error 
had to have come into play. Word. And then the Lieutenant General of the Suez Canal Authority also said, yeah, human error was at play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought, Dave, to myself, I was like, let's stop and think about how the captain of that ship had to feel when they wedged a 400-meter ship in one of the most traveled canals in the world. Hmm. Like, how did, can you imagine how he felt or she felt when they stuck that boat? Blam. Like, I know, it, it's, it's like when you get stuck parallel parking almost. Yeah, well, you know, I, it's like one of those weird things where you're like blocking traffic and you're like, ooh, yeah. Sorry, God. I suck. I know. Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah, like, I mean, can you imagine, like, you feel it, and all of a sudden he's like, call one of the guys in the front of the boat. He said it's stuck. Girl, come on. All right, call one of the guys to the back. It's stuck there, too. Girl, come oh, on. Oh, no. Like, literally, you have, you were just saying, you know, you got people watching you, blocking on both sides. You've got 7 billion people around the world being like, you f***ed up. <laughs> Like, you got 7 yeah. billion people. Imagine that. Like, imagine when you get in a car wreck. I know most of the listeners have gotten a car wreck. And you're not hurt, but you're sitting there on the side of the road in that embarrassing, dumb spot where you're just like, yeah, yeah. And every car that has to slow down to come around the scene is looking at you like, hmm, mm, so dumb. That's a fact. Now multiply yeah. that. Yep by a couple of billion and that's what this dude was dealing with that's how long was the boat stuck for for a week jeez a week that's crazy because i saw the um i saw it on instagram or not instagram i'm sorry i saw it on twitter like probably almost immediately yeah and yeah. there was just people that were like you have one people one group or whatever push this way and another push <laughs> this way and it would be fine uh it's and good I'm like it took a while. It's got to be more than that. It yeah. took a while. There was a lot of dirt. There was a lot of earth moved to get that uh, boat mm. moving. Uh, so it took a week gotcha. of earth moving oh, to get there. Oh, because it was so wide, it got to really shallow points. Like yeah. more shallow than the boat could handle. Yeah. Okay. And you, gotcha. it's crazy. They had some zoom in pictures of like the crews working mm. on it. And it was yeah. insane how small the excavator looked next to that boat. Like, normally excavators right. look all big on a job site. This thing looked like some kind of teeny Hot Wheels car beside this thing. <laughs> that You were like, is that what? That's moving? The we're going to need some bigger excavators. That's not going to do it. We need some things, <laughs> man. We need a bigger boat. Uh, yeah. now, now, they got everything fixed up this past Monday. Sweet. Uh, and they sent the Ever Given on its way. It's heading up the Suez Canal. Um... But the New York Times uh, quoted the Suez Canal Authority by saying that they will work over 24 hours a day to facilitate the passage of almost 400 ships carrying billion dollars of freight. Hmm. And I mean, I, I don't want to be a Dave, but do you think somebody should tell him that there's only 40, 24 hours in a day? Oh, like, on. I mean, I know he's just saying uh, like a catch catchphrase sort of a saying but you only got 24 right. hours man you you only got it now i do like uh. juxtapose what the uh, new york times said to the new york post the new york post 
had a uh, a uh, uh, article about this, but their article wasn't about all of the billions of dollars of freight. No, uh, the New York Post article was apparently about damages to one in particular ship that was being held mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. from EDC Retailer. Hmm. EDC Retailer is the uh, is the Dutch's largest sex toy retailer. Wait, what? Oh, wow. So it was a whole story <laughs> on how a ship full of dildos and vibrators hadn't made it to Europe yet because of this disaster. <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. man. Important news. What Important are people going to do? How are they going to take care of themselves? That's a fact. I love that there were actual huge economic issues associated with this, and the New York Post was like, wait, what? Oh, of course. One, one ship of dildos? Yeah, we got to run with that story. That sounds good. Let's do it. Let's do it. Amen. Um, Dave, right now, I want to do something. I don't know if the, the, the listeners are prepared for. I want to hit the Doc okay. G listeners... With a hot takes of history, and then later in the show, we're going to follow it up uh-huh. with a why would you review that on the same Let's topic. Go. Let's go. That's right. right. Suez Canal Dang, edition. Never, Here it comes. Never done before. HTH. HTH. Hot takes of history. Dave, the Suez Canal first built 1859 to 1869. It took 10 years. 10 years. 10 years. And the large majority of the first five years, literally done with shovels. Wow. I mean, shovels. Oh, my God. That's like just like those people that were excavating. Yeah. Oh God. Except just it was even just worse. hand even shovels. Now by the end of the decade, mm-hmm. they started doing some coal and steam powered shovels, but yeah, a hundred and twenty miles dug out a good chunk by hand. Can Jeez. you imagine digging a canal in Suez? In June in 1869. You know what the no. record temp is no. in Suez? 115. Like 130. 115. Yeah, insane. Digging a ditch. Nope. A 120 mile ditch. Nope. No, thank you. And well, like with the lack of technology and stuff, then those people were just like just digging. You know, dying. Just digging. Literally just dying. HTH. HTH. <laughs> of history. Uh, Napoleon almost built the Suez Canal 60 years before it was actually built. Well, he didn't build it, but he almost commanded some people mm-hmm. to build it. In uh, 1798, right. after Napoleon conquered Egypt, he was like, hey, you know what I've been thinking? How about a canal going from the Mediterranean to the Red Sea? Sweet. So he sent a group of surveyors repeatedly to the area to strategize the canal. Now, they ultimately told hmm. Napoleon, you know what? Now, the Red Sea is actually a lot higher than the Mediterranean. And if we made this, uh, if we made this canal, whoo, horrible flooding. <laughs> horrible flooding. We couldn't do it. Hmm. So Napoleon was like, all right, I guess we won't do it then. And, you know, which really made me think, I really think the surveyors got out there. I think they were smart enough to know that it was actually about the same altitude of the two bodies of water. But they were like, hey, you know what? If we, he's going to make us 
build this thing. Blame. We're gonna have to build this thing. Yeah. You know what? Let's just tell him it's gonna flood or something. That'll that'll work a lot better. Hey, Napoleon. Yeah, we totally can't do this. It's gonna flood. So <laughs> we might not want to do. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to go ahead and quit this. So don't worry about that, Napoleon. Let's move on to something else that doesn't involve shovels. How about that? <laughs> Like, I think that's what happened there, honestly. So true. H-T-H. H-T-H. Takes of history. Dave, this is, this, is a, this is a hot one right here. This is a real hot take here. No word. The Statue oh. of Liberty was originally mm -hmm. going to be for the Suez Canal. Say what? Really? That's right. That's right. It was going to be Egypt's light to asia yeah yeah could you imagine That's the french crazy. sculptor frederick bartholdi who was the guy that uh made the statue of liberty he went and pitched his idea to egypt first he was like hey how about we we give you a statue that lights the way to the entrance of the canal and egypt was like pass oh, come on. <laughs> and he was like i oh, fine and so then he went to America and was like, hey, you guys, I was thinking you need a lady of liberty. And us being the suckers that we are, we're like, that sounds awesome. We're glad you came to yeah. us first. Nope. And we went with it. And he, and literally, like, there are designs. It was basically the same statue. Yes. Like, as a lady in a robe with a light. Like, same deal. Same deal. Mm -hmm. and, and Egypt was like, nah. And you know what? I gotta say, seem it it seems like it'd be pretty sweet in front of the Suez Canal. Can you imagine how dramatic that would be? Like leaving the Mediterranean, all of a sudden this giant uh, lady with a torch is lighting you into the canal. That's that's like Lord of the know, Rings shit kinda, right there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Exactly, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's pretty. It's almost cool. like you shouldn't be in this area, but yes! enter yeah. at your own risk. But you know, now now it's in New York, so whatever. Take that, Egypt. We got it. Dave, now that you are fully informed on news and history of the canal, are you ready to fire the show up? Hmm. Dude, let's fire it up. Five. All three engines up and burning. Two, one, zero, and liftoff. Yes. Yes, Dave, we have a fantastic show. Kevin and Cole from the Unlikely Candidates. Can't wait to talk to these fellas. They're single, yeah. Novocaine, all the way up to number one on the Billboard Ooh. Alternative Charts. Number one. Let's go. Let's number go. one. That's right. We're talking. We have number one. We have two number ones to talk to us right now. What? Well, not right now. Huh? Later on in the show. We'll get to them. Word. But first, Dave. First, birthday suit. Let's go. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay. Um... This is not your wheelhouse, Dave. Girl, come on. This is not your wheelhouse. It's not as bad as one later on. One of our other birthday suits, I have no hope whatsoever. Uh, yeah. I'm giving you about 5% on it. This one, I'm giving you 60% on. Uh, he's pretty well known. So if it was the guy he he ran with as far as his, pol his political run... I would definitely mm -hmm. give it to you, but yeah. Anyways, born on March 31st, 1948 in Washington, D.C. 
His dad was a U.S. representative, later senator from Tennessee. His mom was one of the first women to graduate from Vanderbilt Law School. Hmm. He went to an extremely prestigious college preparatory school, finished 25th out of 51 students in his class, but because of how good the school was, he applied to one college, Harvard, and was accepted. Huh? It's pretty good. Wow. It's pretty good. I can guarantee you, I finished, I think, fourth in my class, Dave. I would, I didn't get anywhere close to Harvard. Nowhere close. I finished Any. like 200 behind you. Well, uh, you know, I had the advantage of not having 200 people in my class. So That's a fact. there you go. Mm. That's one of the main reasons. Uh, anyways, after our birthday suit wearer graduated, he ended up actually being drafted into the Army for the Vietnam War. Oh. He was honorably wow. discharged in 1971. He went to Vanderbilt Law School and then became a member of the House of Representatives. In 1985, hmm. he became a Senate member. In 1992, he became vice president for v Bill Clinton. He ran for president in 2000, but narrowly lost to uh, lost Florida to George W. Bush, losing the country. Since then, he has been a staunch ally for the fight against global Is that warming. When the whole the whole like counting thing was an issue. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh. Um. He won a Nobel Prize in 2007 for his fight against global warming. Name that birthday suit wearer. Is it Al Gore? Al Gore is correct. Yes. Nicely done. Oh. There we go. I was I was worried, but you did not embarrass yourself, Dave. Congratulations. No. That, nope. That's Nicely only, done. Shout out to Florida history class. Shout out. There we go. There we go. Nicely done. Now, I started thinking about it. I was like, how far could I go back with vice presidents? I don't know my vice presidents. I know my presidents. Mm. I don't know my vice presidents. I, think, I, I, I couldn't think of Jimmy Carter's vice president. I could get back to Jimmy Carter, and then I was I like, I don't, couldn't tell you. I don't know who Jimmy had. I can't tell you on Jimmy. So, you know, I, vice presidents are tough, man. Al Gore... He totally. was vice president for eight years, obviously. Yes! Uh, almost won the presidency, but uh, alas, George W. won it Word. and was there for eight years as well. But uh, turning the big 73. 73 for Al. Wow. 73. Yeah. Happy birthday. Say what? I liked when he when he wore uh, when he when he had his beard going. I don't know if you remember that, but he had a beard going for know. a while. He no, looked good like with a little beard. small beard, like a little nice trimmed one. Yeah, but you know me, I'm I'm biased, obviously. So yeah, what you can are. you say? What can we you are. say? Uh, Dave, are you ready? Rip some headlines. Say what? Let's rip it, Doc. It's now time for rip from the headlines. Dave, we've got to start out with a shout out to a police officer. Okay. Mr. Buckshot Smith. Shout out. Buckshot Smith. What an Buckshot Smith in, in Arkansas. Now, hearing the name Buckshot Smith, how old do you think Officer Smith is? Hmm. I think he's like uh, 18. What? <laughs> Buckshot's 91. You know what? Wow. Oh, I was I was a little off there. I thought he was fresh into the game. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm. 91. Man, Not only that. That OG. He probably but, started the police department in, <laughs> in his town. Not <laughs> only right. that, Buckshot is African-American. He is 91. Oh. He's been a police officer in the town of Camden, Arkansas since the 1960s. Wow. He has been in the game for Literally. 60 years, 70 years right. almost. Crazy. Now, Man. the thing I love, I don't have too much about Buck, uh, but the thing I love is the ending of the story. So this is a short story from CNN, and on the ending of the story it says, On the three days of the week, Buckshot isn't enforcing the law. He likes to attend church services and spend time with his lady friend. Wait, what? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not wife, not not girlfriend, lady friend. Oh, yeah. Nah, he, he lets nice. him know what's up. Ew. Wink. What's up, Buckshot? Wink. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah. Like it. Man, turn it. 91. Just, and he's still, I mean, he's still enforcing the law. Jeez. I mean. That's, I don't, I don't know how much enforcement he's doing, but. I gotta be honest. He, as soon as, I, as soon as I see a police car, I nearly my pants. So, I mean, it doesn't yeah, matter if Buck. If Buckshot's getting out, I'm still like, how am I this afraid of a 91-year-old man? That me with the mischievous, you know, we have all these stories, and you're like, what they really should have done was this, this, and this. Yeah, so it, he knows. It intrigues he knows. me that you get scared when you see a, a cop Buck, car. Buckshot's like, mm-hmm, he's up to no good, this guy. Nope. Uh, well, shout out to Buck. Shout out to the, the Camden police. There shout you go. Shout out to his you lady keep, friend. Keep doing your thing, Buck. <laughs> keep doing your thing. Yeah, and shout out to the lady friend as well. Correct. Correct. Um, Dave, speak, <laughs> speaking of those stories, like you were just mentioned, so already got one, this next story. Hmm. Um, Let's go. So <laughs> up in Kamloops, Canada, Kamloops, mm -hmm. interesting name, uh, there was a 52-year-old named Shane. Shane had an apartment. And a couple months back, Shane let 65-year-old David, uh, a homeless man, stay in his apartment mm -hmm. as his roommate. Now, okay. back in November, Shane came home one day and found that David died. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, he died of natural causes, though, right? Now, if you were this Dave... And, uh, or, or this Shane, not Dave, obviously. Dave passed away, sadly. If you were this Shane, yeah. what would you do, Dave? What would you do? Hmm. You gotta have a little service for him. Well, <laughs> you, yeah. you, you gotta call the authorities, though, first, right? You gotta let somebody oh, yeah. know this happened. Uh, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. Somebody got to know. You you know me, Dave. I'm not one to call the police right off, but that's one thing I'm going to call the police right off on. That's going to happen. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you have to call them. That's right. Yeah, if I come home and one of my friends has passed away, I'm going to I'm going to call the cops. It's going to Yeah. It's going yeah. It's going to happen. Uh, Shane well, went be another the number one suspect, but he, Shane went a different route because he was a little concerned about that number one suspect thing. Uh, so he wrapped Dave up in a rug and then put the rug in a really big cardboard box. What? And then Gosh. a couple days later, he Why? got a teenager to help him move the box to a dumpster. 
stupid. Girl, come on! Yeah, yeah. Mm. Now, uh, Dave, now you know... you look like a murderer. <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, though. He really, really needed to call a friend in this situation, you know? You know? Well, he called the teenager, but it was too late. Girl, come on! Shane, Shane <laughs> needed to call somebody and be like, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. My friend Dave died, and I'm going to roll him up in a rug, and then I'm going to ask a kid in the apartment next to mine to uh, move him down to the dumpster. What do you think? Huh? And the friend could be like, um, Sounds like you got a couple felonies you're racking up there. Um... I would say call the EMT and the police. So true. And they'll take care of it without the felonies. How about that? Or, yeah. at the very least, the friend would be like, hey, maybe don't ask the kid from next door to help move a dead guy. I feel like that might traumatize him. I'm just... That's a fact. ...gonna throw that out there, you know? Which that ended up happening. That was a problem. Uh, Shane, maybe, Shane got... Maybe the guy didn't die of natural causes. Uh, he did. Mm -hmm. He did. The mm -hmm. coroner, the coroner, oh, no, the confirmed. coroner assessed okay. it. Don't worry. Shane is okay. clear of charges, but Making he is now sure under... there's no foul play. He's now under house arrest. So, just saying. Shane, think about... Which, you know, is a really bad penalty when you think about it. Because now you're sitting there. It's, it's just a bad... It's a bad situation altogether. <laughs> but Shane... Hopefully you make it through, man. Just next time, call a friend. Yes! Call the Doc G Show if you want, and be like, "Hey, Doc what should G I will do in this? The info. What should I do in this situation?" Um, Dave, you ever have one of those days where you need a reminder that your life doesn't suck that bad? Hmm. Yeah, pretty constantly. Okay. Well, well, I've got uh, got a story that you can compare to right now, and be like, you know what? My life doesn't suck that bad. Here you go. Oh, good. So, uh, Kent Tomoa uh, from mm -hmm. the Philippines. Um, mm -hmm. Last year, Kent was headed home uh, from work. He's in uh, Kitapawan City in the Philippines. And uh, okay. in Kitapawan, he was attacked by some robbers in the street last oh, no. year. Jeez. And they stabbed him in the chest. Jeez. Bad, right? Bad. Well, yeah, he was terrible. rushed to the hospital where the medic sewed him up, gave him some painkillers, sent him on on his way, right? And he recovered. Nice. Well, this month, Kent got a new job. Not the best job. He got a job as a miner. You know, like a mm. like a coal mine. I'm not coal sure mine. if it's actually yep. coal, but it's some type of mine that he's working yeah. in. Uh, now, as a miner... You have to get an x-ray of your chest to prove that your lungs can handle the poor air quality they're getting ready to take in. Blam. You know? Makes sense. Which, uh, now, when he went to get his x-ray for his new job, they let him know, hey, remember when you got stabbed? Uh, you actually never had the blade taken out. What? There's still a four-inch oh blade stuck in your chest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And... So Kent said, quote, I always wondered why I felt pain in my chest when the weather was cold. Had no idea there was a knife in my chest. What? What? <laughs> he then shows you how amazing the human body is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he said, the doctors, they, did, they didn't check my wounds properly last year. So I, 
I believe they are partly at fault about what happened. Hmm. I will not press charges. I would just like them to remove the knife so I can start working with my new company. The article then mentions that he can't afford the operation himself. He needs them to be do this. So yeah, yeah. You're gonna say I won't sue you, and you do the surgery, and we're even. So just take a step back, there, listeners, and absorb the suck. Just take a step back. This guy was walking home last year, gets stabbed in the chest with a knife. They sew him up with the knife. Still in his chest. Four inches. That is so significant. (laughs) Yeah. And now, apparently, things have gotten bad enough where he has to work in a mine. Glam. Let me tell you again how not good of a job that is. Any job where they scan your lungs to make sure you can handle the pollution enough to sustain the job, not a good one. And then... When they scan your lungs, they find that the blade is stuck in there, and they're like, oof, well, bad news. You can't afford to get it removed, and you can't take on this new crappy job without having it removed, and the doctors that f- in the first place, they don't really want to remove it, right? Right? That's a bad position to be in life. Pretty, I, pretty sucky. I, I feel for you, Kent. I feel for you, man. Uh, somebody start Kent uh, GoFundMe. Come on. When there's somebody, gotta be one. Or at least get some legal fees together for this dude. One or the other. Uh, okay. Dave, uh, last story before we go to break here. This is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. Uh, I've got, I've got a fantastic vaccine offer for the folks out there. You know? I got some mm-hmm. good stuff for them. So... Any listener around the Nashville area, even close, driving distance of Nashville, uh, Tennessee is one of the states that on April 5th are going to open vaccines to everyone. Nice. Everyone, right? Uh, All ages from 16 and up. So some businesses in Nashville are incentivizing the vaccine. Some very important businesses. I will list three. World-famous Deja Vu Showgirls, Larry Flint's Hustler Club, and Kings of Hustler Mail Review. That's right. They have come together, and they said they will offer a lifetime VIP membership to all three clubs for anyone, that means anyone, who gets the vaccine. That's right. Wow. That's right. That's worth it. That is worth it. No cover charge ever again to any of those fine gentlemen establishments. Say what? Again. In your lifetime, Dave. In your lifetime. Anytime you want to hang out and be the creeper in a strip club, you can for free from now on. (laughs) That is right. Oh, man. I save zero money. <laughs> I instantly saw in my head, Dave, when I thought about this, some 90-year-old dude in like the year 2091 coming into the world-famous Deja Vu Showgirls and everybody working there being like, hey, that's the dude. That's the dude I was telling you about. He got his membership back in the COVID pandemic in 2020. Can COVID you believe era. it? Wait, what? My my college history professor talked about the weird things that happened during the pandemic. Yeah, 
This dude's been seeing naked ladies because of the the vaccine for 70 years. Nice. So true. Nice. <laughs> that can happen. You can be that person, people. You can be oh, that man. person. The way you just set it up, someone is definitely going to be that guy. Yes! You know, it's got to happen, man. It's got to happen. <laughs> now, to in, even incentivize, I, I might They're even gonna have laminate, a... He's going to laminate his vaccine. Card. Dude! <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. You nailed it. So you've probably been asking yourself, listeners, where can I laminate my vaccine card? Well, yes. don't worry. Staples and Office Depot have offered free lamination. Say what? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. That is hilarious. So you can get your vaccine record card laminate and see free naked ladies. Yes. There it is. There it is. Oh, boy. Now, honestly, I don't know how much lamination. I don't know how much lamination costs. I'm guessing like twenty cents. I don't know. I was but about to say it. It did remind me, though, immediately when I saw that from Staples and Office Depot. Mm. It reminded me of that really annoying overachiever kid in your elementary school class. That one that would like turn in art projects pre-laminated. Wait, that what? You're like what? Oh God, you. Had a laminator at your house? Huh? What? What is your house like? An art studio? What's going on there? Oh, come on! It's annoying. Do you have that person? Hmm. No. Your, no. your school is just full of overachievers. <laughs> Still doesn't change the fact that Kyle didn't know what a Venn diagram was in math class. You artistic yeah. moron. Take that, Idiot. Kyle. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, I got distracted. Office Depot and Staples, laminating your vaccine card. Get out there and do it, America. Do it. Yes. Yes, for now, we are going to take a break, Dave. We will be right back. But first, we're going to listen to a little Unlikely Candidates right here on the Doc G Show. Novocaine, I keep it coming so I feel no pain. I tell my girl that I'ma change my ways She knows I'm never gonna change Same old shit Running my mouth until she busts my lip So many problems, you can take your pick I know I'm never gonna Then you'll know. 
Doc G Show, Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Guys, do us a favor. Go on your podcast downloading platform mm-hmm. and download the Doc G yes. Show. It's on any mm-hmm. of them. You name it, we're on mm-hmm. it. Go on the Instagram, at Doc G Show. Give us a follow. Yep. Check out what Doc's posting. Yep. He's got some clips and highlights from other shows. Mm-hmm. And then that'll lead you to the website, www dot the doc g show dot com Boom. check them bingo. out do bingo. it bingo like our show there it is do it do it now nice uh dave we need to give some shout outs we need to do it shout out. we need to do it uh first off i gotta give a shout out to my man lee wong that's right lee didn't listen to the show nope lee wong yeah and, and lee doesn't know me but nope. i gotta give him a shout out for being awesome Yes! All right, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the listeners saw this story. Lee is an elected chair of the board of trustees in Westchester, Ohio. And uh, okay, he was talking to the rest of the board in a public forum last week, and they were talking about the Uh-oh. recent wave of anti-Asian insults and acts of violence that have been happening. You know? Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, and he mm-hmm. said, people question my patriotism. That I don't look American enough. I want to show you something. Here's my proof. And he unbuttoned his shirt and showed a giant scar across his entire chest that he got while he was serving in the United States Army for 20 years. Wow. And he said, this is sustained through my service in the U.S. military. Now, is this patriot enough? Huh? Huh? Then he said... Prejudice. The whole room's freaking silent. He said, prejudice is hate, and hate can be changed. We are human. We need to be kinder, gentler to one another because we are all the same. We are all, we are one human being on this earth. Amen, Lee Wong. Amen. Shout out to you, Man. sir. Shout out to I you. Shout out to Wong. Yes. Lee, Lee was doing it in that public forum. I appreciate his sentiment. I appreciate his point. Yes. Thank you. Service. Thank you, Lee Wong. Shout out Shout to you. Out. Now, 
Shout out to people that did less dramatic things than that, but made me feel good nonetheless for listening to our show. Uh, first on the list, Dave. This is a good one. Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, yes. Yes. Biloxi. We like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If we go to Biloxi. Amblin Central. If we go to Biloxi, Dave, we need to uh, we need to hit up Shaggy's Biloxi Beach. Shaggy's. Oh. Yeah. That sounds good to me. Now, they've actually got multiple locations. They actually got one in Florida, in Pensacola, but... This is the original. Oh. This is the original. You can't pass up the original. Yeah, you gotta go to the yeah. OG. Yeah. No, not at Next all. on the list, Ocean Springs, Mississippi. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, okay. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-P-P-I. Yeah. Huh? Did I leave an I out there? Damn. I think I left an I out there. Yes. I don't know. Um, I don't, you, you did it really quick. I just took your word for it. <laughs> took my letter for it. Hey-oh. Uh, we've got Orrington, Maine. Shout out to Orrington. Shout out. Real, Ooh. real close Some to new cities here. To like Banger, it. to Banger, Maine. Yeah. Shout out to Orrington. Oh, oh, oh. Got a uh, Loma Linda, California. Loma Linda. Loma oh. Linda. That's really on the east side of Los Shout Angeles, out. like way, way on the like. It's not even in the same county, but it's close enough that I said it's mm-hmm. in in Los Angeles. So there you go. It's near it, yeah. Uh, now we got Ben Solom, Pennsylvania. Ben Solom. Shout out. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That's uh, 15 miles outside of Philadelphia, sort of north northeast. Sort of if you're if you're headed up 95 to go to uh, New York, you'd go through Ben Solom. There you go, there you go. So you've probably been through Ben Solom getting to your uh, getting to your relatives in uh, in Jersey. My guess. That's a fact. Possibly. I just I don't remember the I don't remember seeing it, but possibly. Yeah, you ran through it. Don't worry, you were there. That's a fact. Shout out to Ben Solom. Then out. shout out to Fontana, yes. California. Fontana. Shout yeah. out. Yeah. Nice. Fontana or Montana. Fontana, California. Fontana, California. Oh, I like that name. Yeah, it's pretty nice. That's pretty right. Nice. Now, thank you to all the new domestic regular listeners. We appreciate it. We are very appreciative of your listening, and we Always, we hope man. you become regulars, just like our folks in Peoria, Illinois, just like our fil- folks in Anoka, Minnesota, just like our folks in Radford, Virginia, our folks in Gainesville, our folks in Jacksonville, our folks in Columbia, South Carolina, our folks in Bend, Oregon. Our folks in uh, Orange Heights, Citrus Heights, California. All the regulars. Ashburn, Virginia. I didn't forget about you, Ashburn. Everybody. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you. International listeners, you're coming next week. We're going to give you the shout-outs next week, international. Um, Okay, Dave. It's time to move on. You know. Why would you review that? Here we go. Why would you review that? Did somebody tell him this is a really bad idea for a segment? They did, and he didn't care. <sighs> All right, it's time for Why Would You Review That? Yes. Suez Canal, let's go. It is, it is, man. And I mean, think about it. Why would you review a canal hmm. on Google? Literally. Why? What did you say? It was 120 miles? 120 miles. Now, the canal has an average rating of 4.3 stars. Sweet. Not bad for a canal. Uh, 4,822 reviews. Now, normally, as you know, Dave, I'm interested in the one-star reviews. 
But Dave, yeah. I, I started thinking. I was like, who's throwing out a five star? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. why are you that excited about a canal? And so then I had Boy, to. Aren't you excited? I had to check canal. some five stars, Dave. I had to look at it. So here we go. Mm-hmm. Here's a five star. Paul Gustavo. Paul Gustavo. Gustavo. Quote, mm-hmm. an impressive mark of engineer. If you have the chance, make sure to go. Though it is an unforgettable experience, enjoy it to the max! Exclamation point. Word. Huh. Huh. That's right. Paul really enjoyed his time at the uh, Suez Canal, Dave. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, Here's another one. You ready for another? This is another five star here. Yasim Anwar said, quote, important trade route, end quote. <laughs> yes, I, it is. Did you have any idea that Yasim is that big into trade? He is a huge fan of trade. Huge fan. He must be into huge fan of trade in the adult um, business. Industry. That's right. That's right. Loves to see dildos go across that one. It's great. Yes. It's great. He'll just... He'll just put his camping chair up there and just just watch, watch the ships go by. Just watch them. <laughs> uh, Swasty Swasty Jane Swasty Jane said, "Quote: My best experience was to cross it." End quote. Huh? Wow, that was deep. Dave, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. If that was their best experience, they're gonna they, need to get they, some better experiences. They and, haven't done much. And I, and I hate to tell them, but, like, they do realize the ancient Egyptian pyramids are, like, 100 miles from that canal, right? Like... That seems like a way better experience. That's a little bit more intense than just a <laughs> canal. I'm just saying. Right. Just, just move down the way, uh, Swasti. Just saying. Okay. Now have that we... Have you been to the pyramids yet? I have not. I need to go. It definitely, definitely needs to be on the I list. We've had some yeah. we've had some Egyptian listeners. So Egyptian listeners yeah, we have. motivate us to come to your great country. Motivate us it, to come it check was out. Like, it was probably number one on my um senior I got a birthday trip or a senior high school senior graduating gift uh-huh. um to go travel and Egypt was like my number one. Mm. And then they uh, they started the Civil War fight stuff, so mm. that didn't end up happening. But dang man, eventually I'd I'd like to make it out there. It it I mean it it's so dramatic. It's so cool. It's so otherworldly. You're just like wow. It's so different, man. This is wild, so man. This is wild. Um, okay, so now that we've done five stars, let's go one star. Here we go. Uh, we've got Matt Munns. Matt Munn's one star, quote, not allowed to in the water. Ew. What? Mm. Huh? Did he try? Did he, did, did, I mean, did somebody arrest him? him? Yeah. And, and by the way, Dave, they've started a new thing. You can now like people's comments. You can now like people's reviews. And. Oh, they've evolved. 95 people have liked that rating. Wait, what? 95 people were like, you know what? Yeah, yeah, you should be able to pee in that water. Yeah, totally right. right. 
Um, or, or are they liking it where it's like, I too couldn't pee in the water? Nah, I, I, mm. I, one of the two. One of the two. Uh, Shreira Shankar. Shreira Shankar probably said that completely wrong. That's a fact. Um, quote, did not find any mummies. Too wet. Huh? <laughs> hmm. Hmm. 89 people like that rating, Dave. 89. 89 people were like, too, yeah, I didn't find wet, any no mummies, mummies either. It was too wet. What? What? Uh, Philip Gordon. Here we go. Philip Gordon. Someone like told him if, if it's on a dry day, you may see mummies. <laughs> no, probably believed it. Uh, Philip Gordon. We've got a potential relative of mine. Hopefully not. Quote, just a bunch of thieves look to rip you off. Passing through, not a pleasant experience. Have passed mm. through a number of times. Hate it. That's it. Mm. That's it. Mm. Now, now, sadly, Dave, on, only only three people were with Mr. Gordon on that one. Oh. Only Mr. Three people were were feeling his comment on that. Only uh, three uh, others ran into some thieves. That's a fact. Now this one, this one, the this last one was really confusing to me. I don't get this one. Uh, Kakali Sarkar. Kakali Sakar said, quote, the position of the Suez Canal is wrong in Google Maps, which should be improved. You know what? You know what? Wow. I don't know, Kakali. I got to say, they're pretty good on their images. Most things are pretty correct. Something that big that's 120 miles long? I'm going to say, probably got it right. I don't know. Just. That's right. Just guessing. Just saying, man. Just check it out. Anyways, Dave, there you go. Why would you review that Suez Canal edition? There it is. Folks, if you have checked... People, man, they'll rate anything. So true. If you have checked out the Suez Canal in the past, listeners, go make sure to have your voice heard. Make sure you put it down. Um, Okay, Dave. Uh, Let's see here. I want to do one... I want to do one story real quick. Uh, let me ask you which one you'd rather have. Uh, would you rather have uh, Bluetooth Nightlight or 50th Anniversary? I'd rather have a 50th Anniversary. Okay. Okay. Well, we got to give another shout-out then along with Buckshot. So uh, we got to give a shout-out to Carolyn and Kelly Gay. Shout-out. Carolyn and Kelly Gay in Iowa. That's right. They are celebrating their 50th anniversary. Yes. Nice. Yes. Now, leading up to their 50th, they decided that they were going to recreate their wedding pictures from 1971. Yeah. Oh, nice. Now, if listeners want to check out these pictures, they can. That's fine. They can head over to BoardPanda.com and check them out. Carolyn and Kelly Gay pictures on BoardPanda.com. Now, like most folks, uh, Carolyn and Kelly, they've been through a pretty good amount over the last Mm -hmm. 50 years. You know? Um, Mm -hmm. Carolyn had breast cancer. She survived. Shout out to Carolyn for that. Shout out. Uh, Kelly had a kidney transplant 17 years ago. Uh, he survived mm. that. They've got three children, four grandchildren. So there you go. Mm. They're doing all right. Now, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this because uh, I think Kelly can take it. Um, 
He looks like a dude that can handle this type of good-natured ribbing. Um, yeah. If you folks look at these recreated pictures that they have on the website, you can definitely say Carolyn has barely aged at all. So true. And Kelly's in the picture, too. Wait, what? That's basically <laughs> what you can say about these pictures, man. But, hey, to both of them, congratulations, guys. 50 years. Shout out to you guys. There you go. What an accomplishment. Way to do it. All right, Dave. Second birthday suit. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you want the really hard one? Well, both of them I don't think you're going to get. I've got one okay. at 5%. I've got one at 30%. Oh, jeez. Which one would you rather have? It over with. I don't want to end okay. on it. Okay. Uh, born on March 31st, 1951 in Glasgow, Scotland. Our birthday suit wearer was only eight years old when his family moved to Australia. In Australia, mm -hmm. our birthday suit wearer started playing a guitar at the age of 15. Started playing in a band with his brothers called Marcus Hook, a roll band. Hmm. But when his brother and a, uh, uh, when him and his brother met up with a singer named Bon Scott, they decided to make a band. They called the band ACDC. They came mm -hmm. out with albums like High Voltage, Highway to Hell, Dirty Deeds Done Cheap. In 1980, their lead singer, Bon Scott, tragically died, and they didn't know if they were going to continue as a band. They got a new mm -hmm. singer, Brian Johnson, and that year they released a, t a tribute album titled Back in Black, which ended up selling uh, the second most albums in history behind Michael Jackson's Thriller. The band has released 20 albums to date. Our birthday suit wear is the only remaining original member in ACDC. Name that birthday suit wearer. I got no idea any of the ACDC members' names. None. None now, at all. now, do you know what he dresses up like in in uh, in their concerts? Hmm. No. He's the guitar player. He dresses no up idea. like a schoolboy. He's been wearing a schoolboy uniform for oh, the past geez. 50 years. Angus, <laughs> Angus Young, Angus Young, yes, turning the big six six pickup sticks. Dang. There he is, Happy Angus birthday. being sixty six. Man, he is the only original member left. Tragically, his brother Malcolm passed uh, passed away a couple of years ago, and of course, like I said. Uh, uh, Bond uh, passed away in 1980, but Angus is still going strong. Shout out to you, Angus. Shout yes. out. Some of my favorite rock Angus. jams Happy there birthday. with ACDC. I mean, gosh, Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Uh, uh, your TNT, your Back in Black, your Highway to Hell. So many good jams. So many good jams. Yes. Happy birthday, Angus. We are going to take a break. We will be right back. We will be right back with Kevin and Cole from the Unlikely Candidates right here on the Let's Doc go. G Show. Hey, what's up? This is Rock Montana. This is Mucho Yellow. And it's Rock and Yellow. And you're listening to Doc G Show from 803 to 904, the best show on the radio. You dig? This 
This is 95.5 Spinnaker Radio. WSKRLPFM, UNF Jacksonville. Welcome back to the Doc G Show, everybody. Today we are very excited to be welcoming Kevin and Cole for the fantastic band, The Unlikely Candidates. Fellas, how are we doing today? Doing great, man. How are you doing? Doing so good, man. Good. Good. I am doing well. Um, now, I've said this for a couple of artists that have came on the show. That's a fact. So obviously, we've, we've talked to a lot of folks during the pandemic, but... I feel like you guys may actually have the title for having like the most career momentum screwed by the pandemic. I mean, Novocaine <laughs> reaches the top. Oh, and I mean the top, not like top 10, number one on the alternative billboard charts, March 9th of last year. And then next week, everything shuts down. Like, oh, yeah. Now, yeah, man, it was uh, kind of a. Kind- Kind of goes to our luck as, as a band. <laughs> yeah. Par for the course for us. Just another thing. <laughs> well, I, I hear you guys did get to celebrate at least it being number one in Hawaii, which does sound pretty awesome. Yeah, man. We got we got, we got got super lucky uh, with that. Thankfully, we didn't get trapped out there, even though Hawaii wouldn't be um, a bad place to be trapped. But, um, yeah, oh, no. Song, stuck in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> the song... The song went number one, um, so we got to celebrate a bit out there. We made it back to the States, um, and I think it was like, I mean, the States, it's all uh, the U.S., but it was like three or four days later when we had to pack it up and go home, so it was a, it was a crush for everybody, for sure. Now, now it seems like a, a real big U-turn from Hawaii as far as when you guys had to close up shop, because I heard it was like in wyoming in the middle of the, like a snowstorm that you guys were like okay well, we got to end this thing that's that's a big 180 from, from partying on the islands to a a, a dismal blizzard uh, ending yeah <laughs> yeah it felt like the hateful eight you know that movie we're yeah. all stuck in the cabin and yeah we, we rented a cabin that night and uh we were all just like sitting there like well i guess the world is ending and you know it's a blizzard um yeah, debating. Yeah, debating. Actually, we were like still debating if we were gonna like trek to Oregon or something at that point because I think a couple of venues um, at that time were still like asking us. Yeah, you can come play the show, but it was just too far out of reach, and you know we're trying to do the right thing, be safe. So here we are, uh, a year later. You know, man, <laughs> man. Well, now Novocaine itself, though it had it had a long, slow march. To, to number one. I mean, yeah. you guys released it almost a year before that. Uh, we, yeah, man. We were fighting on the charts for almost a year, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now, when you released it, did you think it was going to be a huge hit? We had uh, some faith in the song. We'd, actually, we'd, been, we'd kind of been sitting on it for a little bit, too, um, mm-hmm. just trying to figure out timing and everything. Everybody had a good feeling about it, but you never know. Like, the industry is so fickle uh, that you never know if it's really going to catch on. And, you know, thankfully it did. We were yeah. very lucky. Yeah. Yeah, once we once we put the song out, it's kind of out of our hands, you know? All we can do is tour as hard as we can. And Yeah, but what honestly helped people like it. <laughs> what helped so much was, like, the video. Because um, that, like, blew up on YouTube, and that helped. Yeah. with the traction so much so much and it we were we were on tour at the time it was like this perfect storm and everything 
all the elements you need to help support a single and uh it worked and so yeah for sure for sure well i mean you know talk about that touring you, you guys like i mean essentially though you didn't get to ride that post number one wave on your tour of being yeah. like hey guys and mm -hmm. telling a live audience like hey guess what number one yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the victory the victory lap exactly i mean you guys though have you done you you haven't done a a like a single live fan show since then right uh, uh we, did, we did a drive-in show oh, okay but it's in not chicago quite, mm. not quite the same yeah yeah we did we did a drive-in show in chicago it's in the tantrums and back in october and that's basically been it so wow Wow, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Besides now, all the streaming and stuff we did on our end, but... Yeah, what you guys have done, you know, your your uh, uh, Wednesday shows, live stream. So that's... So true. Uh, <laughs> de definitely a good amount of those. Some good, good tunes come out, out of those for sure. And a lot of creative ways of making those tunes as well. Yes! Now, you guys are out of Dallas-Fort Worth. Uh, how, how did you guys... How were the... I did, I, you know, I saw a lot of coverage of Houston during the the winter storms of Texas. How was Dallas during that time? <laughs> Cole, you want to take that one? Yeah, I mean, my house—I live right next to a hospital, mm -hmm. so my house was fine. You know, he's the lucky one. He's the lucky one. That's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. we were on but, we were on the hospital grid, but the other guys like lost power, lost like mm. their pipes burst, so they didn't have water mm. for yeah. like days. Mm. I yeah, think so we Kyle, all... <laughs> Kyle was Kyle was like hanging out with a candle for most of the time, Ugh. and he didn't have yeah. Wi-Fi, so he drove like down. He lives really close to a Walmart. He drove to a Walmart just to watch TV shows <laughs> on his, yeah, on his we... iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all live in um like the Fort Worth area, basically, and. Um, it was pretty bad here, and even one day I showed up to like a rehearsal mm. warehouse, and a pipe had busted, and there was like two feet of water um, in with like a bunch of gear, and like it was it mm. was crazy, but we survived it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, it did not look it did not look like a fun situation really in any Texas uh, city, really. Uh, did not look like a fun okay. thing. Nope. Well, I mean, real quick, going back to the the, the touring, uh, you know, o over the last couple of months, uh, your state uh, has took sort of the same approach as Florida's state, which is, I would say, about the same approach that an eighth grader who didn't study for the exam has, which is, let's wing it. That's sort <laughs> of our approach. Um, now, yeah. I... I, I you know, I feel like you probably had some opportunities to do shows. What made you decide to say, you know what, no, nah, just let's let's wait? Yeah, so we've had a lot of opportunities that have actually that have come through, and a couple of them, like, being good money, and uh, we just turned it down for the sake of being safe. And nice. No other bands uh, basically in our genre are, like, playing shows and are just basically trying to do the right thing yeah. um, at this point. And uh, if it's not outdoors, we're not going to do it. If, you know, if, if masks aren't required, we're not going to do it. So we just want everybody to be safe as possible and just try, you know, to be a good role model, I guess, for yeah. other bands on our side. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Uh, definitely, we, we need more role models in Florida. That's for sure. 
Uh, <laughs> uh, we've, we've had some Dallas folks before on the show. Right now I'm thinking uh, Quaker City Nighthawks. That's the first one coming to mind. Shout out to Sam. Love you, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. Real, 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 buddies. real nice fellas. I enjoyed having them on. Uh, and they... They dig. Uh, Sam. Sam was telling me about some of the food that he digs, and of course, he's got he's got a jam where he talks about being queso blanco. So I of like course. I like to ask bands this: If I'm coming to your hometown and I ask you where I should eat, what's the number one place I should eat? I've got one night. What are you gonna What are you gonna tell me now? Before you answer, I do know that, Cole, you are a bit of a pizza fiend, which I consider myself a pizza fiend. So if you want to specifically answer pizza, feel free. If you want to just do overall place, that's fine, too. All acceptable answers. I love the, I love the pizza. Yes. I love the pizza game. Yes. But we don't have we don't really have a, a spot in, mm. in Fort Worth in mm. particular that, that's great pizza. Mm. There's a spot in Dallas, but... Mm, you know, we don't go there that much. <laughs> but uh, I, I would say, I would say Fred Fred's Burgers, Fred's just because it's a burgers. solid hamburger, local joint that's been around since I don't know. My grandparents took me there, and they were going there when they were young. So it's it's a solid spot. I I believe that's a good choice. I believe in Fred's Burgers because the name is so bland. If the name is that bland, it has to be good food because you're not going to advertise with Fred's Burgers and people are going to be like, oh, crap, nope. that sounds good, right? But it must be good. It must be delicious. That sounds... It, it's a good one, for, and, I, and they I, got I'm, playing there too, so it's a good spot. I'm I'm betting it's it's a place where there's like not any frills, right? It's just like they've got they have like seven options on their menu. Hmm. They used to that was their that was their go to, but they've they've widened it oh, in okay. the last few years. Okay, they're in like a popping in a popping spot now. Everyone has kind of the whole town has kind of grown around that Uh-oh. restaurant. So. Uh oh, Fred's has gone cosmopolitan. Oh no. Oh no! Yeah, but it's, you're <laughs> safe with the burger. You're safe with the solid burger. Well, well, Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, what's your choice? Man, I was thinking about it hard, and anytime uh, I, I'm gonna go with Heim Heim Barbecue, dude. Mm. That's my that's my my spot. I like it. Um, now is... it's it's right down the street, and they have brisket that is amazing, and these burnt bacon ends, and mm. twice baked potato salad, and like green chili mac and cheese and like mm. it's it's bomb dude nice nice yeah once you go brisket <laughs> in texas you can't really you can't really have it any other place it's a downer then it's it's dfw man you gotta go barbecue you know that's you know, true barbecue hopping there's so many spots yeah that's true yeah, dude. although i will say kevin don't take this don't take this poorly but i looked at your instagram page and i saw a shirtless per- picture of you and uh you seem into <laughs> you seem in too good a shape to be giving me. Oh, a, dude! It, you you were ripped on the beach, man. I don't know. I mean, a body <laughs> like that. I don't know if you're eating a lot of barbecue. I'm just saying. Either. Dude, I'm, I I got blessed with uh, fast metabolism, man. Like, okay. I, like just a skinny dude, and okay. I, I do hit the gym, but man, I I eat like shit, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on the on the same tip there, Cole, I noticed International Pizza Day, like you said, you went to Chicago. Say what? 
in 2019 yeah. back in the day there. Now, are you a deep dish man when it comes to pizza? Oh, yeah. Cole's You're got the pizza awesome. tattoo, man. Yeah, Cole's got a pizza tattoo. tattoo. Well, I, I noticed the pizza tattoo. You can't really decipher whether it's a deep dish. So I was sort of wondering if that's your go-to is the deep dish style. I mean, I am I love all pizza. Okay. You know. You're not going to pick anything Chicago, out of bed. I'm I got gotcha. you. Yeah, okay. I got to go deep dish. Now, it, but New York, I love, I love a good, like, $2 slice. Oh, yeah. It's the cheapest, greasiest one you can find. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you won't we're, regret it. We're yeah. just talking... We were just talking about that with Kyle the other day. Anytime um, he was saying that, anytime we're in like the generic city, you got to do like what they have to offer, like the Philly cheesesteak. Mm-hmm. Anytime we're in Philly, like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> Chicago deep dish. Yeah, so. I, I don't know. I don't think. I don't think we have a. Uh, you know, a special thing in Jacksonville. I guess seafood. I guess would be it. There you is got seafood. You know, it's like yeah. fresh. I was isn't uh, isn't Hooters from down there? <laughs> That's right. That is a <laughs> that is a staple. That is go to Hooters. You'll have wings that you'll regret for the next week and a half. I swear, every time yeah. I, I've ever had wings from Hooters, the next day you just wake up greasy and you're like, that was a bad decision. I should have not. I'm had. always down for some, some Hooters in Florida. You know, it's, <laughs> those curly fries. Those curly fries. Man. Yeah. The, the one thing I remember too about Hooters was one time me and my friend were looking to go to a UFC fight. It was the it was where uh, Ronda Rousey was fighting Holmes, Holly Holmes, and nice. uh, and I was like, who's uh, who's got who's got the fight? We got to call up a place, a couple places, call up, and we called a couple like local places, and they were like, no, no. And then we're like, I bet, I bet Hooters has it. I call up, and the guy was just like, yeah, we have a deal with UFC. We have every fight. And just hung up on me right afterwards, and I was like, oh, okay, hey, Hooters has it. They're angry about it, but they have it. So if you want to go there, <laughs> let's head over there. It was. He's talking like, yeah, yeah, dummy, of course. Yeah, like, and he was. know this. Like, who, who knows that? No doubt he was probably upset that he was going to have to deal with, like, 200 drunk people that weren't going to tip him any that night either. So, you know, understandable. But, anyways, <laughs> now that I've got my food choices out of the way, very important. Yes! Let's, uh, l- let's take the listeners back. Uh, the band started off, uh, Cole, you and, you and Kyle sort of doing an acoustic deal. And, and that's. Yeah, that, that's a while back. We're talking. We're talking a decade ago. Uh, how did you guys meet up together and decide to start performing? As far as this sort of duo deal, um, we were just at like a high school party. There was a guitar laying around, and nice. I knew I knew three chords, mm. and I had <laughs> I had had some libations, <laughs> so I. I picked it up, um, and I just kind of started playing a Blink-182 song or a Green Day song or something. Like, you know, those first ones you learn. Mm-hmm. And and Kyle was like, oh, I know that song. So he started singing. Nice. And we were like, we played for a little bit, and we were like, dang, that was that was fun. It was like the first time either of us had ever played with anyone. And it was the first time Kyle had sang in front of anyone, so... We were like, hey, you want to keep doing that for the next, like, 15 years? <laughs> <laughs> you want to never stop doing this? Sounds good. Let's yeah. just keep going. Yeah. Man, yeah. Pretty my, much. My first one was Santa Monica Everclear. I never really got past things harder than that on the guitar. But, you know, that's... That's all you need, man. That's, that's where you go with it. 
Uh, well, now, you need like yeah. three chords and the truth, I think, is what they say. That's true. That's true. Well, how how did you guys decide, like, you started playing acoustic now, once you started doing that, did, I mean, from the beginning, did it was it one of those things that sort of just morphed into, snowball into, like, a full rock band, or were you like, hey, we should get other people in this this thing pronto? I mean, the plan was to get other people, but nobody was really playing playing in bands at our high school mm -hmm. so we just kind of roughed it out playing acoustic shows for a while mm -hmm. and uh and then we found we found kevin mm -hmm. through a through a mutual friend and we just kind of built it after that after that it pretty much built itself you know we found yeah. other we got a drummer that's the hardest one to find <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah dude, and it was fun because i came i came from like uh, like a metal, I was playing for like a metal band and like a rapper at that time. And nice. so we had never met, met before. And I got this like basically like an audition chance, uh, through like a mutual friend. And we just like automatically hit it off. And, um, it was like a few years of me driving to Fort Worth, like broke his, uh, rehearsing all the time um, until we finally started like touring in like 2013 and then we basically like lived together for the next like five six almost seven years so nice nice building the camaraderie but now we're, we're all we're all separated we're all separated out now like like old people oh no <laughs> like, uh, like, bro like grown like adults oh no yeah Horrible. we were young we were young man at the time oh man but we live like two streets away from each other okay so yeah, not, not not too far <laughs> okay uh well kevin what got you into playing the drums honestly my my dad man i was uh he was a drummer for like country bands and all sorts of stuff um so when I was growing up, I basically like went to his shows and yada yada. And I just kept playing drums. I think my mom bought me my first drum kit nice. and I just like kind of never looked back from there. And I was like been in band since I was like 16. So yeah, nice. Not, well, the drummer definitely is. It's, it's the hardest one to find. And it's like you said, you plug in everywhere. It's why you were with a rapper and a rocker and everything. It's just like, oh, we need a drummer. Well, I do know one. Let's yeah. go find him and put him in. <laughs> there we go. I wish I was a singer, honestly, because um, then I could just show up with my microphone. But... <laughs> a lot less equipment. <laughs> yes, it would be. Yes. I'm, that's all. Well, see, now I, you know, I, I don't, I don't play drums nearly as much as I used to. But the problem is, when I play drums, I'm left-handed. So every time I would show up and somebody have their kit there and they'd be like hey ben's a drummer get him on the drums and i'd be like i got uh, ow, oh you're like dang it and, and, and then they'd be like what are you doing i'm like i gotta change around some things and they're like oh he doesn't know what he's doing i'm like yes yes i do it's just it's rearranged come on guys uh now when i think dallas i don't really think your guys rock like i think Country artist like Eli Young band, I think heavy metal like Pantera, uh, and yeah. you guys don't fit that either group really. Was it hard finding your fans in Dallas, or was there a was there a group that wanted that type of rock in Dallas? Uh, I mean, yes and no. It was hard because like 
yeah, it's a, it's mostly country mm-hmm. around, especially Fort Worth. You know, you got the stockyards, it's Cowtown. Yeah, but there was like there was a little a little little group mm-hmm. that would think, always come out to shows. Yeah, the pocket out in Denton, I think, is where it really helped us because that like college area out in Denton, nice, kind of helped grow our our little fan base out there because everybody's kind of or a lot of people are here, like into like indie rock or like whatever the. F- doing at the time so yeah <laughs> help bridge that gap a little bit yeah for sure for sure well kevin was the was the metal band you were in was it was it pantera-esque uh the, i was in a couple of them and yeah they were like pantera like esque. uh the the one i was in before the guy was uh more like mud vein mm. if you know like, mm, yeah mm-hmm. um gotcha. but it definitely helped me build up my chops um, for sure so. some fast <laughs> some some fast footwork no doubt double bass going for all the sure. time uh yeah and then i now stripped that away to one single pedal so oh, oof, <laughs> oof, oof. too too much too much for one foot for me yeah. now about five years into the band 2013 you guys are playing south by southwest uh some folks from atlantic records see you and sign you to a deal Sweet. now uh, that that seems that seems phenomenal because that's you know especially what everybody wanted I'm back in the day I mean Atlantic you're talking Aretha Franklin Led Zeppelin Otis Redding Rolling Stones Almond Brothers basically everybody w- were you thinking when you got that deal like here it is we've done it now we're superstars yes. <laughs> yeah yes nice yeah we made it we were we were looking we for were, houses in malibu like we were, <laughs> we were ready <laughs> we thought that was it well now you guys released you you had you released my uh follow my feet with atlantic uh wh- what happened because things seemed to sort of start falling apart were were they shelving music what 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 happened that that eventually made you guys end up leaving atlantic yeah uh i we we'd actually put out follow my feet um it gained a little bit of radio traction um in dfw uh fast forward we play south by southwest uh we had some label interest there we fly out to new york meet with uh with atlantic um but yeah, long story short, uh, we had just, they basically A&R, like, artists, they'd, they'd like, try to develop their artists mm-hmm. um, if they don't think it's going to, like, fly off the shelves. And, you know, at that time, we were competing with, like, Bruno Mars, Group Love, like, all these huge established bands. Yeah. Portugal and it happened. Was on there. They were pushing them at the same time. Yeah. Like, it, it happened to a lot of bands, man. They just uh, kind of sit on your music until they think you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we kind of had more faith in our music. And thankfully, we had an awesome A&R at the time, uh, Steve Robertson, that really fought for us. Um, and so we were able to be basically released from Atlantic. Um, but yeah, man, we just, we just felt like we, we were sitting around too much and we wanted to put more music out and that's about it. <laughs> for sure. For Joe, they, they seem, yeah. you know, they seem to really, uh, dictate the terms, those big, uh, big, uh, companies like Atlantic. It's basically their way or no way. And yeah, we, we were just low man on the totem pole. You know, they yeah. had, they, they had sure bets in their pocket ahead of us. That they had been working and, on for years already. Yeah. So there was there was I, a lot of like it's there was a lot of um, like people were changing and leaving jobs and yada yada. So it was just weird 
timing all around. I think we were we were with them for like three three or four years, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now, now I heard I heard not too long after you guys left Atlantic, I, I, I saw an interview with Kyle where he was talking about you guys like having enough songs to make like four full albums. Now, for sure, do you guys still have that? That like you're still are you still like crafting those songs? Or are they just like archived and you're like, well, we'll break those out every now and then. They're basically archived, dude. <laughs> mm. Yeah been writing songs for so long and uh, obviously you just just keep writing more or not yeah yeah and they get better and then all of a sudden your old library kind of looks bleak and you just we we just kept on writing songs that have been beating others out and so 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 those they just become kind of the basement tape i was about to say so those are those are sort of secret vault like we're not these these are gonna just hang out here until we become super famous and we release that giant box set of all the old lost tapes that we're gonna put out and all of our fans will love twenty years from now. Mm. Is that the, That's That's the plan? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> solid. Solid. Well, right right before the pandemic, you guys uh, you, you toured with Goo Goo Dolls, um, which. Those guys are legends. Yeah, dude. I'm pretty sure they were in the top 10 of the Billboard charts for like five years straight from like 97 to 2002. Uh, what was it like touring with them? <laughs> dude, uh, it was it was honestly a dream for us because um, their crew was so amazing. Um, we basically sound checked like the first night and we got to use their, their like in-ear rig. So mm-hmm. every night after that was amazing. We had like insane catering green room floors of green rooms we didn't just like have one green room like a lot of the venues they played they're like all right this is your floor because they're like huge theaters so it was it was honestly a dream for us one of the best tours we've ever been on for sure and just getting to hear iris every night yeah like (laughs) yeah what's better than that to end your life just black balloon man Black balloon yeah. was my song. Yeah. yeah, they were great, man. For sure, all all their jams there. Super nice guys too. Yeah. Well, well, when it's weird because when I saw that, immediately what I thought of was for some reason I don't know what it is. The algorithms, the cookies that are on my computer. One of the clickbait ads that I get at the bottom of websites is. Uh, a picture of Johnny Resnick, and it's like, you'll cry when you see what happened to this singer. Huh? And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> What's going on with Je-? And like, you know, I don't want to give the clickbait the satisfaction of clicking on it. So then I'll Google Johnny Resnick, and I'm like, look, he's just, he's just being Johnny Resnick and Goo Goo Dolls. I don't know what. Okay. It's good that he's, he's doing well, and he's got nice green rooms. That's good to hear. I'm very... Very he looks good, man. Every every night I saw him, I was like, he's he's a handsome handsome dude, man. So there you go. Well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna return that to the clickbait sites when I see one. Now, hey, <laughs> I've got inside info. Report he's it. looking good and he's doing good. So stop putting this up. Yeah. This is trash. Looking good and sounding good. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He seemed like he was doing good to me. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Well, next time, uh, next time I'm down in Dallas, I'll invite him out to Fred's. We'll all come out. We'll have a good time. Um, the, oh, yeah. Sounds like a party, man. The most recent single you guys had, High Low, uh, released at the end of May. It charted second highest of your songs uh, behind Novocaine. 
We got up to 19 on the charts. It's already got three and a half million streams on Spotify. But obviously, there was some, uh, you know, there was some, there, there was some uh, something to live up to that you had before there. And Nova came. Were you guys nervous trying to release a song after Nova came? Like, oh man, that's something to live up to right there. Definitely, man. Um, I mean, I, I really liked the song, and I thought it was gonna do great, but like. You know, releasing it in the middle of a pandemic where you can't tour and promote and go talk to these the radio stations all across the country. Yeah, makes it it makes it tougher. It's harder to get here get people to hear the song mm-hmm. when you when you can't go play it and you just have to hope they're going to go on the Spotify. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that made it a little more nerve wracking. But but did you feel anything you know. as far as actually like trying to? just live up to what Nova Cana did or was it just more of the the pandemic that made you nervous I think it was the pandemic for me because like hey I mean we have more songs like we're gonna keep releasing them <laughs> we got more bangers I'm not worried about that yeah we <laughs> yeah we got more songs man nice so yeah. if this if this one doesn't hit number one I don't know the next one will you know? <laughs> don't worry <laughs> we got another ace here don't worry it's coming well I yeah. noticed in that video for high low uh Kyle was playing some ball you know he was uh in in one of the yep. parts he's playing some ball are you guys hoopers do you do you like do you follow basketball uh, I do personally yeah we've been I've been following big time this year the Mavericks Nice. Yeah. Well, you got you. I mean, exciting stuff down there. Luca, that fella, he's pretty amazing. He's pretty amazing. Luca Magic, yeah. He's so young too, man. It's crazy. Well, I tell yeah. I tell people I we we have NBA analysts that come on the show every now and then, and I tell them he's a little bit annoying because he's so good effortlessly. Like he like he just comes <laughs> and it looks like he's just like hanging out on the court, and I'm like, what, what? Like the other day, I don't know if you saw it. He was hitting on the the referee while while they were at the foul line. He was like, "Hey, I don't know yeah. why he called that foul." And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "That foul." And she's like, "What?" what? Foul? He's like, what are you talking about? Fouling in love with you. And I'm like, "What? Come on! What, how did you do that?" And then that behind <laughs> the no look fake shot where he just threw it up behind his head. The guy's impressive. Oh yeah, he is. And then he, he's insane, man. In the last year in the playoffs there, when he nailed that shot against the Clippers, I was like, man, that's that's ice in the veins. I remember that shot too, yeah. Yeah, that was that was I mean, that was the most impressive thing he's done. But that's gotta be fun. That's good to have in the in the area. It'll be much better when you can actually go to a fully packed game for the Mavericks. That right. Would, that'll yeah. be Yeah. I'm ready to go get back to some some games, man, like in concerts and all of it, man. For We're sh- all ready. For sure. Well, not being a, a, speaking of a concert where there weren't folks in front of you, you guys did some, some recent jamming there with the uh, 21st Century Daydream, which, uh, that, that looked like a good time, though. I mean, even though it wasn't, you know, even though you didn't have a live audience, I mean, the, the light show, the tunes. How did everything go with that? Oh, uh, man, it was amazing. Um, it was a lot of work, uh, but we were super stoked with how it turned out. Um, the crew we worked with uh, could not have been more cool. Um, and, yeah, man, me and Kyle, like, found a bunch of images um, <clears throat> for, like, our backdrops that, like, had to do with the songs or we used lyric videos, and I edited that stuff, and... 
I wish uh, I keep saying this, but I wish we were able to tour with that setup um, every yeah. night because it would be a killer show. But yeah. we were really happy with how it turned out. Um, we we sold a bunch of tickets and merch, and that's one of the things I'm gonna be doing this this week is shipping all that stuff out. So <laughs> it's really cool. The light show definitely made it seem like this. I mean, you know, like this dramatic, crazy. And it made it seem like a bigger stage too. Like just it opened yeah. it because of it. It was it was definitely real cool. I, I was really jazzed with the uh, the blinding lights cover. Mm, uh, man, <laughs> thanks, oh, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you though, that weekend he knows how to make a jam. That's a fact. He sure does, man. I mean, and then I look. He can't get a Grammy nomination, but no. he can make a good song. <laughs> well, I, I that just, was another Max, Max Martin shit right there, didn't he? Didn't Max Martin do that one clip? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Max knows how to do it, man. Uh, I mean, he that that song. I just looked at two billion streams on Spotify. Jeez, two billion. Jeez. Like, it's, and he's like still he's still in the top t- like ten or something. Like, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's been there forever. But it is uh, what. Yeah. Speaking of that, what what's like your favorite? You guys seem like you enjoy a good cover. What would you say like your favorite cover? to do is my favorite one that we've ever done was what can't even think of the song name but it was on the 80s week mm. when we take when we covered take on me take on me thank uh-huh. you aha <laughs> uh-huh. nice yeah. jam right there that is that's a, that was, that that's, was a fun one that's a good one for What's kyle's register too that's a that's a good song to go with there for him for sure yeah right i think my favorite is uh kings of lee on the bucket Ooh! Uh, yeah, we used to do that one all the time. Nice, yeah. nice. We, we pull that one out every now and then for an encore, just because it's 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 classic Kings of Leon. It's still rock and roll. Yeah, I, I just love it. Yeah, for sure. For I, I mean, I like I I like when bands, even bigger bands. I mean, you guys obviously are super well known for your uh, for your own songs, but I like when big bands like that will bring out other people's songs and just be like hey i like to jam on this because like, yeah definitely sometimes sometimes you get those bands that are just like no we're not gonna do it no we play our stuff and that's it that's <laughs> yeah, all we're, we're doing. gonna play two hours and only our song yeah like what's fun with that which Give us some of your vibes which man. is a little which is a little bit understandable if like you're the stones you know you're like hey we've got like yeah. 60 hours of song so we're gonna just yeah. <laughs> choose a select two hour few but i mean you know if you're not if you're not the Stones, yeah, you gotta you gotta if throw it. If in. you're not rock and roll history, you can't you, come on. Yeah, give us something. Exactly, exactly. Well, so <laughs> the last question: what uh, what are the plans for the rest of 2021? I mean, I know you guys obviously itching to tour. Have you set up any actual tour dates? Or are you gonna wait until you just get the complete green light and you know for sure? Okay, we can do it. Yeah, so we're we're. We're trying to schedule stuff. We've got some stuff scheduled. Um, we have hopefully for, for shows, yeah. We do, yeah. Hopefully for later in the fall. Um, but um, yeah, man, we're just hopefully with the way vac- uh, vaccines are rolling out, and hopefully it'll just get better. But yeah, hopefully uh, late fall, maybe a little bit earlier than that. We're trying to play some shows. So nice. And no. we also have. Hopefully, an album mm. coming out. Yes, 
Mm. Now, I, I, I feel like that was almost sort of a running joke with you guys because I watched it go through interviews of like, yeah, I guess we have another album coming out. It still sure. is a joke. Yeah. So, so, but how, how, what's, what's your confidence on this percentage wise coming out in the summer? I don't even, I don't even get my hopes up anymore, but I'm going <laughs> to say like 75%. Let's okay. That's right. what I was going to say. 75%. That's pretty good. That's they a- keep telling us, they keep telling us it's coming this summer. I, I, so we keep telling everyone it's coming. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, I mean, you know, if, if, who knows? Maybe it'll come out tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, surprise. You know, we'll Su- just surprise everyone. Yeah. Surprise leak. I like. It. What did you? Did, have you guys got a chance to to get your vaccine yet? I did, man. I'm I'm fully vaccinated now, so I was really lucky. Very nice. Now, what would you go with? Uh, we did Pfizer. Okay. Um, All right. But the first the first shot the first shot was easy. I was chilling. Um, and then three weeks later, I just got my second shot on Friday, and it, and it kind of put me under for a couple of days, honestly. So I felt a uh, little. Don't tell me little, that. Little sickly, I, I, but I got mine coming up, man. Don't tell me that. That's no good. The second one's tougher, man. The I second one's tougher. Don't tell me that. Yourself. I am a hypochondriac. I will instantly just go into some kind of horrible reaction. It's going to be rough. You'll be all right, man. Okay. You'll okay. Be all right. Okay. Now you. Uh, now I feel better. <laughs> good. Good. Well, so. Show's coming up, 75% chance of of an album coming out. Are you going to release some more <laughs> singles? Uh, I think there'll be maybe one on this one okay. that we're going to really try to push. But, but we have, we have, we've been writing all, all pandemics. So right. We have so many songs. We're like, hey, let's just release more music after that, too. So Very I, cool. we'll see what happens. Very cool, very cool. Well, I'm excited to hear some new songs from you guys. Uh, Kevin, Cole, we are against a break, man, but I want to thank you for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate it, Ben. Thank you, man. Awesome. Listeners, you can check out all things Unlikely Candidates out at the unlikelycandidates.com, or you can listen to them on all streaming services, or you can follow them on Instagram at the Unlikely Candidates. Right now, let's take a listen to High Low Right here on Sometimes the Doc G Show. I get so high, so low. Where did all my good friends go? Sometimes I get so high, so low. Where did all my good friends go? Drinking champagne from the fire escape, watching all my troubles rain down. Everyone I know has got somewhere to go. I'm here with my head in the clouds. Billions of
The Doc G Show. Unlikely candidates. There we go. There it is. Hi, low. Hi, low. There it is. Uh. And you know what me and Dave were doing, listeners, while we were listening to that fantastic unlikely candidates? We were looking at Fred's Burgers. That's what we were doing. Yeah, drooling. Fred's Burgers. I want to go go over to Fort Worth right now, man. Were you saying Diablo burger? Was that what you were going yeah, with? Yeah, I'm getting the Diablo with the super spicy chipotle mm, sauce. I don't know. That might ruin your 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 next day, man. I don't know. That's, That's risky. True. I'm a man. I can handle it. I don't know if you can. I don't know. I'm going to have to see it happen. I, I, I can tell you one thing for sure. I can definitely handle that chicken fried steak sandwich. That can happen. Uh, you're, I can you ha- love some chicken fried so steak. True. Mm, mm, you don't even know. You don't even know. It's happening, guys. We're going to Fort Worth. I'm bringing Cole and Kevin, and we're also bringing Johnny Resnick from the Goo Goo Dolls. It's going to happen. We're going to have a great time. That's right. Can't wait to do it. Now, what's your favorite Goo Goo Dolls song? Do you have a favorite, Dave? Is there? No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, come on, man. Come on. Give me some Give me some classics. I'll tell you one. Uh, Iris, uh, Black Balloon. No. Um, Broadway, no. these are all good songs. No. Iris is the classic. I know 1,000%. If I played you Iris right now, you would know. So true. You would know uh, the song. Probably. 1,000%. Okay. But anyway. Iris is my favorite. So true. The Goo Goo Dolls is not on the show right now. We don't need to, we don't need to flatter them. We need to flatter no, unlikely candidates. Thank you guys for coming on Who the show. Jam? We appreciate it. Uh, guys, if you haven't, go out and check their music. Uh, go go stream Novocaine. Go stream High Low. It's a fantastic song. Yes! Uh, otherwise, sure Dave, it's time. I actually did it this week. I remembered. Are you ready? He got a shoe. That's right. For shoe and tell. Yes. Let's go. Yes. What shoe do I have today? It's This is a biggie. This is a biggie, Dave, because this marks something that's only one. In my whole collection. Hmm. Mm-hmm. A non Nike shoe in my collection. Oh, the yes. only non Nike one. Yes. The Reebok mm. Kamikaze 2. Kamikaze, yep. Yep. Nice choice. Y- yes. Sir. The OG black and whites worn by Sean Kemp. Yes. The only Reeboks in my collection. There it is. But man. 
man, do these take you back to 95. These take you back to 95. They sure do. These, these are so 95 right here. I remember, too, uh, listeners, if you have not seen the dunk where uh, Sean Kemp dunks on Chris Gatling, go Google it. Chris Gatling, Sean Kemp dunk. He dunks in the face, like literally just drills Chris Gatling with his dunk, and then he shakes his hand. He shakes his hand after. Wait, what? Like, it's just... It's, like, so embarrassing because Chris Gatlin can't not shake his hand. He's like, dude, just dunked in my face. Oh, now he's going to yeah. dap me up. All right. Hey, Respect. what's up? Just such a baller move, man. Oh, God. I feel like Kamikaze's, like, 95. You're wearing these with, like, a, a windbreaker tracksuit. You know it. It's, like, a neon color. You know oh, it. It's ha- got to. It's happening. Bright orange, my friend. Or Actually, yes. I take it back. Uh, uh, since, since they're Sean Kemp... They're going to be Supersonics colors. Bright green. Very yes, bright green. green. A little red. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Man, I love them, though. They are they're one of the few shoes outside of Nike that I will rock. There it is. There it is, Dave. Boom. We're ending the, near, we're ending the, the end of the collection. But that was an exciting one for you. There you go. I like that. Go. Good choice, Doc. Okay, Dave. Are you ready? third birthday suit let's go let's try and get two for three here let's do it i don't think you're gonna get this one i mean it's sort of in your wheelhouse it's sports Mm -hmm. but it's definitely not your time period um yeah or your sport it's boxing Uh uh-oh um oh geez so yep born in galveston texas march 31st Mm -hmm. 1878 jeez yeah Our birthday suit wearer was the son of former slaves. Although Johnson grew up in the South, he said that segregation... Oh, sorry. I gave... (laughs) You got his last name there, uh, if you caught that. I still don't know who Johnson is. I didn't think you would, but now we know. Since I gave it away, his last name's Johnson. There we go. Hmm. He said that segregation was not an issue in the somewhat secluded city of Galveston. He said, I grew up, the white boys were my friends and pals. I ate with them, played with them, slept in their homes. Their mothers gave me cookies. I ate at their tables. No one ever taught me that white men were superior to me. When he was 16, he made his way up to Dallas, and that's when a friend, Walter Lewis, introduced him to boxing. Hmm. Our birthday suit wearer made his boxing debut on November 1st, 1898. It wasn't until 1908... He finally got a chance to fight for the world championship against Tommy Burns. He fought him in Sydney, Australia. Our birthday suit wearer won in 14 rounds. 14. Jeez. Even though our birthday suit wearer said he didn't see a lot of problems with race when he was growing up, it became front and center once he became the world uh, champion. In 1910, James Jeffrey came out of retirement to fight our birthday suit wearer, saying, I am going uh, going into this fight for the sole purpose of proving that white men are better. Guess what? He didn't prove that. Nope. Our birthday suit wearer knocked Jeffrey's out. Jeffrey's threw in the towel after being knocked down twice in the 15th round. After the fight, Jeffrey said he could have never beat our birthday suit wearer, not even at his best. Nope. 
Our birthday suit wearer held on to the title until 1915, where he lost to Jess Willard in Cuba. Our birthday suit wearer never regained the title, but he fought until the age, uh, until the year 1938 at the age of 67. Jeez. Oh my God! Can you Sixty-seven. He's professional fighter. He God. died a year later. He died from a uh, car crash. Actually, wow. Died in a I car. Fighting won't kill you, but a car will. So true. What is our birthday suit wearer's name? Name that birthday suit wearer. Michael. <laughs> Jack. Jack Johnson. <laughs> Jack, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, the Galveston Giant. Oh, happy birthday. The Damn. first African. I've heard of him. The first African American world champion. Uh, wow. I have two of his shirts. I know you've probably actually oh. seen me wear a Jack Johnson shirt before. Just probably never noticed that uh, it said Jack Johnson. Who it was. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, Jack Johnson, man. The first. African American world champion world of champion. boxing, uh, Man, and right if there. you want, you can go watch uh, his fight against J uh, James Jeffries. You can watch that fight. Oh, Actually, most of dang. his fights are were recorded. You can are you can watch most of them. You wow. can also watch the one where he lost to Jess Willard in Cuba, which looked like an absolute <laughs> show. It was 15 rounds, and it was hot Oof. as crap because it was near summer in Cuba, and uh, yeah. 15 rounds outside. It looked like pure, unadulterated horror. Some, it was. I would not want Oof. to be involved. But uh, nonetheless, man, a great champion, uh, one of the greats of all time, Jack Johnson. There we go. Happy birthday, yes, Jack. All right. One for three today. One for three, Dave. Uh, Not my best day, but you know, there's always next week. I'm sorry, I couldn't give you. I couldn't give you any softballs. I mean, that's okay. We're diverse on the Doc G. Show. Al Gore was as softball as we got this week. That was. Yep. That was as weak as we got. Well, <laughs> I got to tell you about some great shows. I'm very excited about next Do week's it. show. We've got Upsaw coming on the show. Sweet. Can't wait to talk to her. She is a fantastic up-and-coming artist. She's got 4 million monthly streamers on uh, on Spotify. She's very popular mm -hmm. on the on the TikTok, Dave. Word. She's very popular. A ticker talker. She's a she's a TikToker. She's a she's a she's a hardcore TikToker. Millions of views on the TikTok. Dang, um, then her. Uh, the next week after that, we've got Michigander coming on the show. Jason Singer, the creator of Michigander, very excited to talk to him. He's doing great things. You know the last show that he played before the pandemic? You know what it was? Hmm. Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Not Jacksonville. He, uh, he played for Bernie Sanders in Grand oh. Rapids. <laughs> Grand Rapids, in a Michigan. Show? Well, a, a rally, one of his rallies there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Played for Bernie, and then they had to shut the whole state down. Sad, sad. Damn. But he's back. He's gonna be on a show. Can't wait to talk to him. It's gonna be a good time. But until then, we need to wrap up the show for this week. That's right. I have been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. 
Say what? Another good show, Doc. Mm. Mm. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dum. Mm.